It lasts a few seconds. Let's listen how she responds. I think that would be all cleared up if, once again, if we could just ask him to step out of that door into this into this room for 45 minutes. And so I ask you again to pass that along to him, to ask him to come out and see us. I appreciate the request. Thank you for the request. Uh, the president, as you know, um, uh, you know, again, I, I appreciate the question and I get it. And the president understands. Uh, you guys want to ask him questions and have the opportunity uh, for him to answer your questions. I do want to say uh, this is a president that has done more um, in the first two years, two and a half years, when it comes to the economy. Okay. Well, we've addressed that and, <laughs> and those fact checks a few times uh, just in the past two hours during this program. Um, I know you want to talk to the president, but he's done more in the last two years on the economy. <laughs> that was interesting. So today we're going to talk about the administration's ban on incandescent bulbs and halogen bulbs starting August 1st, 2023. I think this is really important, right? We've had these bulbs since the dawn of time, basically since the 1900s. They're very soothing, they're very relaxing. If you like to read a book, you just turn on a lamp with the incandescent and you can read that book just fine. But these LED bulbs on the other hand, in which they want to have in every home, can actually cause anxiety and restlessness. They can mess with your melatonin levels inside your brain. They're actually linked to blindness, which is crazy when you get into the studies. They also flicker like crazy, and they also emit microwave radiation. That's what they wanna bring into our home. LED bulbs that are emitting microwave radiation. On top of that, when you get really weird, you get into the smart bulbs. The smart bulbs can actually sync up to your phone, sync up to your Alexa, sync up, sync up to your stove, to your fridge, to all your devices in which they can use to monitor you. It gets real weird with these bulbs, that's for sure. And there's actually a little hidden clause in which when you buy these new LED smart bulbs that you agree to give all your information to Google, to Microsoft, and all the other corporations as soon as you buy the bulb and install it into your home. So it's important to be aware of this on all these different topics related to LEDs and why you should stock up on incandescents and halogens before August 1st, 20. It literally looks like a zombie apocalypse has begun in the US right now. Eerie footage is coming out of Philadelphia this week showing hordes of people slouched over but still standing. Seemingly conscious and unconscious at the same time. One video walks through the crowded sidewalk with tents, people sat in camping chairs, empty needle packets on the floor showing a devastating side of America that is quickly spiraled into an epidemic. The thing that's turning these people into these zombie-like figures is a newer drug sweeping US cities called xylazine or better known as trank. It's intended to sedate larger animals like cows and horses. But more recently, people have begun abusing it because of the unique high it gives. Unfortunately, it also brings horrific side effects, including raw wounds that spread rapidly and can result in rotting flesh or amputation if left untreated. In fact, the drug is so potent that the White House recently declared it an emerging threat. And according to a 2022 report, xylazine has now been discovered in 36 states. Yeah, the Guardians were no hit last night. Welcome to the show. Seth Williams' show with Chris Aiken. And uh, 
That was fun watching that game. <laughs> it was. Uh, did you did you like how my psychic ability came came true on the on the Guardians? Yeah. Josh Bell <laughs> traded after you said he was going to be traded. <laughs> Not only did I say it, but then somebody said, "Oh, he's untradeable. He's untra." Remember, somebody posted yes. in there, "He's untradeable," and I was like, "Yeah, we'll see." Afternoons, <laughs> I'm so excited for the day. Robin Shibota. Yeah, she's supposed to be on at four forty-five. So awesome. We'll talk then. Uh, supposed to talk to somebody here in a couple of minutes to, about okay. issue one. We'll see if, nice. if you can get connected or not. Yeah, I know even my mom was excited about Robin Swoboda coming on. So, Yeah. Um, I've been in, like, a constant battle now. I've never been that guy mm-hmm. to do battles on Facebook. Right. Or Twitter or whatever X now, I guess it's called, whatever it is. Right. But I find it utterly disgusting, some of these people that, you know, I'm voting for issue one. Well, why? Or no, voting against issue one. Voting no. Sorry, voting no for issue one. I said, well, why? I don't know. <laughs> because they put a commercial on it. They told me not to. Yeah. yeah. Because I saw a sign in someone's yard. <laughs> because I want abortions. Okay, well, that's not the only thing that's, that issue one is about. You know, that's not what it's... There is a thing in November that you can vote for if you are so mm-hmm. gung ho on abortions, you want to kill children, that's fine, do it in November. Yeah. But in August, you have uh, issue one to deal with, yeah, uh, which is not just based on abortion. Yes, it has somewhat to do with it, but because most Republicans don't want babies killed, um, like the radical left does on the day of birth. You know, yeah, nine months that's... into things, the baby is coming out, and then we slaughter it. That's not exactly um, the way that most normal people, even the mm-hmm. left, wants things to happen. Right. Yeah. No. You, it's... who happens to be maybe a more of a pro-choice individual, I, I I don't think that you agree though with slaughtering kids as they are coming out. No, not all. The day of their birth. No, early term. Okay, I'm I'm game. You know, I, I mean, I, I, again, not the most religious fellow over here. I'm just not, you know, even though I have a degree in theology, I'm not really the most religious guy. And, I, and I'm, I'm okay with abortion. But my big problem with abortion is abortion without consequence. As I was telling, as I told you on the show, we're not allowed to have here today. I'll try and clean this up. Um, <laughs> there should be a consequence if you, if you, look, if you slip up, you have you you know you you slip up and knock up there once once i can kind of forgive personally i can be okay with okay you get an abortion you don't wreck the rest of your life over it twice no twice definitely not it 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 just doesn't work for me but you know again mine is just but one opinion and there's many more all right uh, we do have our guest on the line so Excellent. i'm excited to to welcome amy to the program Amy, forgive me. I don't know how to pronounce your last name. That's all right. Most people don't. It's Natosi. Natosi. Okay. I thought that's what it was, but I didn't know. Natochi. I didn't. So I didn't want to mispronounce. So thank you. Uh, I appreciate you joining myself, Seth. And this is uh, Chris that you're hanging Hi, out with today. Um, I know you were on with Bob France and talking about this issue. We wanted, we've been having a lot of people that are very confused about issue one. And you know, a lot of people are asking us, and I have. A little bit of an idea, but I wanted to clarify for our audience and 
and what issue one is all about and why yes is probably the way to go. Absolutely. And tell everybody who you are first and what you do. Thank you. So I'm Amy Natosi. I am the press secretary for Protect Women Ohio. Uh, we are a coalition of pro-life, pro-parent, and pro-women advocates um, who are working to defeat the ACLU's anti-parent abortion amendment this November, um, and also advocating for the passage of issue one this coming Tuesday. Now, issue one has been is not only about abortion, but granted, it, it has a lot to do with it. But what does issue one do? Yeah, so issue one, if passed, would raise the threshold for passing constitutional amendments in Ohio. So currently, to pass a constitutional amendment in the state, uh, we only need to reach 50% plus one. Issue one would increase that threshold to 60%. And what this would do is protect Ohio's constitution from out-of-state special interest groups that all too often think they can come into the state with unlimited funds and buy their way into the constitution. They really circumvent our legislature, our elected representatives who are responsive to their constituents and to the changing tides of public opinion and instead buy their way into the constitution. So issue one, a yes vote on issue one is a vote to protect the constitution from out of state special interest groups. Now there's been a, a lot of other groups that use that same threshold, right? I and mean, it's not just that Ohio that wants to just do this to try to block things. There's a lot of other groups that use that same threshold of you know, 60%. Isn't that true? Absolutely. So a few things to note there. Um, Ohio is one of only 18 states that allows for petition-initiated constitutional amendments. Um, and of those 18 states, half of them, both Republican and Democrat, require more than 50% of the vote to pass constitutional amendments. So Ohio is very much in the minority when looking at the rest of the nation. We have very weak requirements for passing constitutional amendments, which leaves us very vulnerable. And another thing to mention when you mentioned other groups who support 60%, uh, there has been a ton of hypocrisy coming from the groups that oppose issue one. Groups like the Ohio Democratic Party, the ACLU of Ohio, Planned Parenthood of Ohio, those groups all require 60% or higher to amend their own constitutions. So it's just been incredible that they think their constitutions for their organizations deserve more protections than our state constitution does. Am I wrong in thinking that, that this is exactly how we got Obamacare thrust upon us? Was that they changed from 50 to, to 60 and then they, and, or they changed down? They, they changed down so that they could push it through? Uh, you know, I'm not 100% certain on that fact, um, but Ohio is really incredibly far behind when it comes to putting these common sense protections in place. I mean, for comparison's sake, let's look at the requirements that are needed to amend the United States Constitution. In order to pass an amendment at the federal level, we need supermajorities in both the U.S. House and Senate plus three quarters of the states. That's why the U.S. Constitution has only been amended 27 times. Well, meanwhile, Ohio's Constitution has been amended 172 times. The difference in the sizes of the Constitution is just amazing. And it goes to show how often uh, groups are trying to put policy in the Constitution where it doesn't belong. The Constitution is our, our framework, our, our founding document. That's not where policy decisions should be made. Well, that's just it. This isn't necessarily about changing laws. 
This is just about preserving the Ohio Constitution. We still have elections that you can vote in in November. Now, I, I'm not for it, but there's going to be an abortion thing on the ballot in come November. But this is not about just that. This is about preserving our Constitution. But this is the kind of thing that I'm, I'm dealing with. Um, the left sends in texts like this, saying all talking points written for a bunch of Stepford idiot liars to speak to the public. And that's the kind of anger that there is when you're trying to do something that a lot of other people are doing, including the left. And I don't understand that. It's very confusing, I think, to a lot of people. And you know, Olivia, I like her, but she I think she's wrong on this. This is not something that is here to, to change laws. It's to preserve something that we already have. That's right. And, you know, something to mention is the fact that by increasing the threshold, we will be protecting Ohio's constitution from special interests on both the left and the right. Uh, not one party, not one ideology um, is it should be controlling uh, how constitutional amendments are passed. By increasing the threshold to 60 percent, this ensures that there's a broad base of support from across Ohio, from across the ideological spectrum to amend the Constitution. It guarantees that we have to work across the aisle to amend the Constitution. Laws will still be passed as they have been. The legislature should be considering policy. Um, they're elected by us. They should be responsive to our uh, opinions and, and changing tides of public policy, but not our governing framework. Right. And is it... It just seems too like the the other piece to this is that we can't trust our politicians to vote any way but across but two two party lines, which really makes you know which which makes the need to have a sixty percent instead of a a fifty percent where where you have to like like you just said where you have to have more of a feeling across across the state in order to push something through right now. I mean, just, just the way it's all constituted in, in, in Ohio, but in any state, it's almost 50, 50 on every vote anyway. And it always goes, the Democrats all vote X and the, the Republicans all vote Y. I don't understand why anybody would want it to be that if, if only one or two people vote against their party, that they either win or lose a vote. That just seems ridiculous. Right. This would ensure our Constitution is better protected. And this isn't just an issue um, that affects um, the pro-life community or the pro-choice community. I know we've been discussing this um, November, ex this extreme November ballot initiative that goes after parents um, and the unborn. Um, but there is a wide base of support for issue one. Um, this affects gun rights advocates. Um, we, the Ohio Farm Bureau supports issue one, um, Second Amendment groups, the business community, the Ohio Chamber of Commerce, the o uh, Ohio chapter of NFIB. There is a wide base of support for this because we know that constitutional amendments affect every sector of the population. Um, so this ensures that we're really uh, securing everybody's rights and protecting the Constitution for every Ohioan. And I, I said that I, I'm not one to get into battles on, on Facebook and social media and stuff like that, but I have over this issue a couple of different times uh, in the past few weeks. And, and you know, one of the things I said was that this is to protect our rights. But, you know, the other side doesn't seem to agree with that. All I get is, well, what rights do you want protected? Well, I mean, there are things like gun rights and other things that are definitely protected by our Constitution that the other side wants to change. And those things would go away if this doesn't pass, right? 
Absolutely. And, you know, a prime example is that Justin Bibb, the mayor of Cleveland, said just last week that his next priority would be to pass a constitutional amendment going after gun rights. Um, so this isn't some hypothetical we're talking about with outside groups coming in and wanting to take away rights and change the Constitution. They're actively working towards that end and being very vocal about it. Um, so this is an immediate concern um, that we have, and that's why it's so important that we vote in this August special election. Amy, what do you say to people? And, I, and I've seen this. I see it in our in our chat, but I also have seen it online when I was trying to read up on this. Um, what do you say to people that say that this August election or this August ballot itself is not legal or ethical or whatnot? And it's really only being it's only coming to pass because there, as like an answer to the Republicans who missed the, the deadline for the May ballot. Yeah, so this reform is long overdue. Um, this is not the first time Ohio has discussed increasing the threshold for passing constitutional amendments. It has been discussed a number of times over the years, including by Democratic lawmakers. Um, this is just the first time it's actually gotten the legs and made it onto the ballot. Um, and in my opinion, it's a long overdue reform. We have seen time and time again, these outside groups come in with millions of dollars trying to buy constitutional amendments. We know that the casinos did it years ago. Um, this is something that's occurred time and time again. And so um, it's a long overdue change. And um, quite frankly, Ohio has some of the strongest early voting laws in the country. Um, so any argument that, you know, we're trying to slip something through in August could not be further from the truth. Ohio has 28 days of early voting. You can vote early in person. You can vote can vote absentee by mail and, of course, vote on August 8th, Election Day. So if you want to vote, you have the opportunity to vote whichever way is best suited to you and your needs. Again, I mean, we're getting a lot of I mean, a lot of reaction to, to a lot of things you're saying. <laughs> One says your point blank line to legislation is sponsored by the Ulean's or whatever the Ulean's. No. Ulean, I don't know what that well, is. From the Illinois. Ulean's. <laughs> the owners of Uline office supplies. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know what this stuff is. And this is why I'm having you on because I want some clarity because a lot of people are so angry on both sides. And quite frankly, I see a billion vote no signs everywhere that I go. And I see one vote yes sign here or there. I mean, what what's how are the polls leaning in this? Yeah, so uh, number one thing any operative will tell you is yard signs don't vote. Sorry to those who love their yard signs. Uh, <laughs> but I have news for you. Um, it depends where in the state you are. I can tell you we are constantly running out of vote yes yard signs because all you have to do is leave um, Cleveland, Columbus, where I am, Cincinnati, and it is wide open um, farm farmland with vote yes on issue one yard signs. Um, you know, to that viewer's point, we just had finance reports come out the other day. Uh, the groups that are opposing issue one, 10 of their top 12 donors were from out of state. Uh, it, issue one opponents are the Ohio Communist Party uh, opposes issue one, if that tells you anything um, about where this stands. Um, their top donors were from New York, D.C., um, and, you know, they're the ones trying to buy a constitutional amendment, not us. We're trying to protect the Constitution here. So we get absolutely nothing out of this. I'm I'm not advocating for putting something in the Constitution. I get nothing out of this fight. Right. What What do you say to uh, to people 
that are saying that this really issue one is really not about abortion at all, but it's really about the guns. But they're using the abortion message as the hot button to as more of a hot button guns. People are are 100 percent torn one way or the other. Abortion will always cause more of an argument. You know, you know what I'm saying. Do you think that there there is any validity to that or does that not concern you because that's not the group that you are a part of? You know, I mean, at its core, this is about protecting the Constitution and all interests and all sectors of Ohio's population, whether they're gun rights advocates, life advocates, um, parental right advocates. This protects the, the governing document of our state from all of these outside special interest groups. Um, you know, and a prime example is like we discussed the mayor of Cleveland talking about after going, going after gun rights. Um, we also have the ACLU coming into the state and trying to buy a constitutional amendment this November. Um, so these are not hypotheticals. We're seeing these groups already making moves coming in. Um, they're attacking all sorts of rights across the ideological spectrum. Um, and so not one party has a monopoly on this, one, not one ideology has a monopoly on this. So issue one protects the constitution from any outside groups. I mean, see, somebody even texted, and John Legend is doing a commercial on Facebook endorsing issue one. I mean, where does he live? He's certainly not here in Ohio. I would assume he's not. You know, yes. Yeah, so- you know, set up his mansion down on, you know, downtown here. Yeah, that was fantastic when he came here a a few weeks ago saying to vote no on issue one when he doesn't even live here. So um, they've got the out-of-state money coming in and the out-of-state celebrities coming in. Um, So that that goes to show you where those opposing issue one stand. I mean, Justin Bibb should worry more about protecting the city and the illegal guns that are on the streets as opposed to trying to take the guns away from law-abiding citizens. I mean, Mm -hmm. it seems ridiculous that this this is going on, but I, there's such anger. I, I don't understand it. But go ahead, Chris. Sorry. Hey, I, I just want to add, is there any way possible, and I, I believe me, I have no idea how, but is there any way or anything being discussed to stop this issue that you've brought up several times, which is out-of-state money coming into any election, into any state election or local elections? Um, certainly the legislature could pass. Um restraints on that. Um, There would be legal challenges going all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, as we've seen they decided on Citizens United. Um, But this is really about protecting the Constitution from out-of-state groups, because they do come in with these unlimited funds. Um, The casino issue I mentioned earlier, over $50 million from out-of-state poured in. Um, when that fight was going on. Um, so it's it's one thing to, you know, spend money supporting a candidate. It's another thing to spend money to alter our founding document. Now, I, kind of off topic, but you are with a women's organization. What's going on with our, our children these days? What's going on on the, the indoctrination of these kids, the wanting to change their sexual identity there everything seems to be attacking and parents are seem to be losing rights more and more absolutely so protect women ohio um was formed to oppose the aclu's extreme november ballot initiative um they are billing it as 
an abortion rights amendment that would protect women's health, and that could not be further from the truth. The ACLU's amendment would do three main things. It would completely eviscerate parental rights. It would get rid of parental consent and notification requirements so that minors can get abortions and even sex changes without their parents knowing about it. Second, it removes... All protections for the unborn, allowing for painful late-term abortion all the way through nine months. And it puts women's health and safety at risk. Ohio has common sense protections in place for women who do have abortions. Uh, Things like abortion clinics need to have hospital admitting privileges and be within a certain distance of an emergency room in case a woman would need emergency medical care. Uh, Under this amendment, those types of common sense protections could be considered burdens and be wiped out. And so this amendment, the dangers of it cannot be overstated. It's going after women, the unborn and parents. Yeah, it's crazy to me, it really is. I, I, I'm i in full support of issue one and I, I, I'm baffled by the, again, the, the just divisiveness of this because it doesn't seem to be that big of an issue because again, you can still vote on your laws. We just wanna protect the constitution here. That's exactly right. I will never understand the one person, one vote mantra uh, coming from those opposing issue one, because we each still have a vote. (laughs) And further yet, we get to vote on August 8th, how our constitution's amended. There's nothing more democratic than letting us decide how our constitution will be amended going forward. Well, I appreciate the clarity because I, yes. I, I have been struggling myself, <laughs> but I appreciate you coming on today and, and kind of straightening things out. We're going to make sure to post this uh, everywhere and, and get the word out because come Tuesday, we need to start voting. Absolutely. Um, I'd encourage everyone to check out protectwomenohio.com. We have an entire page dedicated to explaining issue one, um, in addition to the November ballot initiative. So there's tons of information there um, for your followers to read up on ahead of August 8th. We need to protect our our women. We need to protect our children. We need to protect our rights here in Ohio. So I I agree. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Uh, I want to thank Amy for coming on. I, yeah, that provided clarity to me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I. After hearing that, and it's going to piss off half the chat room, but I'll probably vote yes. Half the chat room. I think. I mean, Olivia really is mad. Yeah, she's mad. And uh, Olivia, I, I love you again. You know, well, she's I, on that point that she has up there. That is, uh, that's not only her. I will oh, I say that part. There's no, a, lot that. There's a lot of people that are saying that this thing. that this August election is is bullshit and that it but, shouldn't. You know what? Be. I think I think it's bullshit that uh, the money that's coming in from out of state and the stuff that they, I mean they are purposely trying to confuse people from what the actual issue is. Like I'm reading every single one of Olivia's things that that mm-hmm. come up here, and I'm not putting them all up. But I don't even know why she's mad. I don't know what she opposes. In this election, what she thinks that she's going to lose if issue one passes. Tell me what your, your problem is with it, with it, Olivia. You haven't done anything other than say everybody's lying, y'all suck, and you called one guy a rapist. I mean, whatever it is, just tell me what Weird. you're upset about. Here, I just put the link in there. Come on on, Olivia. Open you can your come smartphone. on the show. You can click on Open the link. your smartphone and go to that link. And you can, you can actually join the show and talk and tell us what you think because – I'm confused as to why you're so mad. What's wrong with protecting the Constitution of the state of Ohio? 
you could still vote on your abortion, whatever you want to vote for come November. Mm-hmm. You can, if they put up a, a, a gun rights thing, you can vote for that in November. Whatever you want to vote, you could still vote for it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, that's what I see. That, that's, that's what I see too is that, you know, as long as it's not saying that you can't vote on anything, you know, it drives me crazy that, that you know, as I asked in the question, that there's they just keep allowing this money to come in. These out-of-state, like the John Legend thing. That's such a good example. How, could, how can something so blatantly obvious not be shut down immediately? And even if he's from Ohio, I don't think he was, should have grew up down the street from me. Uh, if he's not living here and yeah. not paying taxes the way that we are, yeah. then he has no say in what's going on here in the state of Ohio. Right. So I don't yeah. care whether he grew up in Cincinnati, Columbus, Cleveland, yeah, it doesn't matter. or Barberton. He doesn't doesn't have yeah. any right to say what goes on in the state of Ohio when he's not here. Yeah. Go live in California and deal with whatever hell they got going on there. Yeah, I lived in California for a few years. Should I should I be able to still throw some ideas out there? And why aren't you addressing the Republican dark money? Look, I'll, I don't care who it is. No out-of-state money should be coming in to fund any of this that's, stuff. That's what I said. But when I, I still agree with the actual issue. I still agree with the issue at hand. When all these other organizations, like she mentioned on the left, are using the same threshold of 60% to, to do their things, then the state of Ohio should be protected also. Yeah, I mean, and again, and you're going to talk about past governors. So one of her posts said past governors. Past governors like who? Right. You have a governor now that's basically a Democrat. You have Kasich, who is a Democrat. I mean. Well, and again, I, I brought up the issue of Obamacare. Obamacare was failing. Dude, I don't know if you remember that whole thing. Yeah. But Obamacare was failing, and then, and then, dumbass, po- changed the changed the voting procedure to fifty percent plus one, right? From sixty percent, and then we got jammed up with Obamacare. That's what happens when you, when you have it as as a fifty fifty. Oh, it's your show. I I know, but I'm, it's definitely our show. But I'm, but we're inviting you to at least if you can't call in, just tell me what you don't like. I mean, tell me what is the offensive part about issue one? God Why helped it. Put so this much? one up. Put that one up. God, God helped help the people get health care. Well, why? Why do? Why does everybody have to pay for it then? Why? Why shouldn't it be free like in other countries? If you're Absolutely. really going to go to that, if you're going to go to that level, God forbid everybody have health care. What did then, Obamacare do, and why did it fail? Because no one could afford it. Exactly. It was way more. I know people that got Obamacare, and it was more expensive than getting it through their job. It was massively expensive. Yeah. And everybody else is paying for it. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Yes, and, if the government everybody... wants to provide free health care. You know what? I hate to admit this. I'm one of those guys that sits there and says, hey, look, man, we, we should probably save people that are dying. And you shouldn't be able to have to go to the hospital and pay $1,000 for an aspirin. Yeah. Because that sucks. And the insurance companies and all these companies are making, pharmaceutical companies are making billions of dollars. And so, you know what? The government maybe should just provide it so you can go into a hospital if you're sick or you're dying or something's wrong with you and get taken care of without racking up millions of dollars of bills. Right. I get it. And, but and at further, the same time, it, Obamacare was a joke and ridiculous. It was it was a joke. And, and look, if we're going to go down that road, why the hell does an employer have to pay for it? What the hell do I have to do with anybody that I employ's health? I sure can't tell them what to do or not to do. So why the hell should I have to pay for that as part of their incentivization to come to work? 
Olivia, I, I, I'm a big fan of her. So you know, we disagree on this, and that's too bad. But it's one thing we disagree on, and Robin will be coming up in just a little bit. So thank you for joining us tonight. Yeah. Um, we'll have to switch into nice mode now. <laughs> I know, no more F-words and stuff like that. <laughs> have we said too many? Did I say And if one? we didn't sign up for Obama, you can you were taxed. That's yeah, exactly. Obama, but the reason, the only reason Obamacare was brought into this is because it's an exact example of what happens if this kind of 50 plus one thing goes through. Well, uh, health insurance should not be tied to employment. Look, I, I totally disagree with you. You think it should be? What? Health insurance should be tied to your employer. No, I said I'm not disagreeing with oh, you. Okay, that. okay. I was going to say, Jesus, I'm going to fight. You know, I know that there's probably <laughs> a lot of conservatives that probably hate what I'm saying when it comes to health care. Yeah. But I'm one of those people that you know, I, it's unfortunate. I mean, there are people out there that I honestly believe, whether they don't have a job, whatever it is, they're sick and they can't go to a doctor. People, I mean, I don't want people dying on the street no, I agree. because they can't afford to go to a doctor. I agree full. And, and I mean, dude, I've had years where I didn't have health insurance and I went and just paid everything. You know, I went to the doctor, I paid for things. But there, I'll be damn, I'll be damn sure lying if I didn't say there were times I probably should have gone to the doctor and I didn't because of because of the cost. Right. Yeah, because I was like, there's I'm no the way am I gonna. Yeah, I mean, there there was just no way was I gonna go in and get and. You know, if I had a if I had a really bad pain in my back or something, something that was really hurting bad, there was no way was I going to go and deal with three thousand dollars worth of medical bills coming at me for them to give me two aspirin and tell me to stand up straight. Right, and again, this isn't what issue one is about. You can still vote on these things. You can still vote yeah. on gun rights, abortions, all that kind of stuff. If that's what's on the ballot come November, you can do yeah. that. This is about just protecting the Ohio Constitution and mm -hmm. amendments to the Constitution. And I, I don't see a, a real problem with that. I, again, I'm so confused as to what she's upset about. Yeah. But it is what it is. People people are, it's a hot button. It and, is. And I can guarantee, I don't know why she's upset either, but I would imagine that you throw the word abortion in and it upsets a lot of people. It does. You throw, you throw in the word guns and it upsets even more people. So you throw them both into one thing and you're going to get a side that's never going to, never that that's never going to see anything but bad toward it. I mean, the kind of money that's going into the vote no mm -hmm. on issue one is so insane. I mean, we're talking about on stations that I even work for now. Right. That is a religious station, mm -hmm. is a conservative station through and through. Sure. And you hear commercials for vote no on issue one. They can spend their money wherever they want to spend their money. And I listen to those commercials and I go, what does that mean? Issue one sounds really bad to me if I listen to this commercial, but that's not the truth. Yeah. It's not what I heard on those commercials. It, if you actually do the research, which I've done after, even before I talked to her, the stuff that I've read, it's not about control. You know what is control, Olivia? Control is forcing you to take shots when you don't want to take a shot. Control is shutting down the country when people are having a cold and sick. And I know people died. I'm not downplaying that at all. But that's control. Control is what's going on in the country right now when parents don't have the rights to tell their kids that they can't change their sex or they can identify as whatever they want to identify as. Don't that's have, control. Don't we have more control of our of how we live if, if it's a harder threshold to change the way we live? Isn't that giving us, the people, more control? Yes. 
you know, 50 and 1 it gives us less control. It means less people have to be against what we believe in to change the way we live. Right. By more people, that's actually more control. We have more control of how we live by having by, by making it a, a harder standard to change the Constitution. You care about what other parents do is control. It's, it's not... <laughs> <laughs> Parents should have control of their children, is my point. <laughs> well, I bet, look, the point is, is if your daughter went off the deep end, you wouldn't have control. And that's what control. you're worried about. That's yes. what you're worried about. You're not worried about your neighbor three houses down. No. You're worried, I'm worried about, about the control that I have over my kid when it comes to the laws. If your daughter, if your daughter comes in with three hundred dollars today and she says, you know what? I robbed the 7-Eleven, you know, and you were to yell at her. You're worried about getting in trouble for yelling at her, for disciplining her. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not you worrying about anybody else. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, so I love this kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I didn't want to. I, mean, I, I just wanted to get the, I guess, educated word out there about what, issue one is all about I, mean, I, I didn't know hmm. other than the stuff that i've looked at and i think that you know she clarified some stuff for me sure but why don't you call chiselka get him on to give the other side i that know would, yeah, i don't think work. we're gonna do that that would work <laughs> you get both sides and then people can make a um make an educated guess or an educated opinion i guess Olivia, don't be shy. Come to the show more often. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Hey, at least I'm engaging. You absolutely are. So is your picture. Yes. I was going to say, the picture, <laughs> the picture. Keep on commenting. That's going to keep putting them up. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want my seven-year-old to be controlled by a teacher with getting a sex change and, and not tell me. Absolutely not. Yeah. Teachers should have less control than the parents. I don't think that's an absolute wrong thing to say. <laughs> it's too funny. Oh, God. Well, I'm loving this. This is great. <laughs> Most of the time, I just don't comment. Comment. Comment often. <laughs> I'm enjoying That never this. happens, ever. Yes, it does happen. It does happen at these Teachers are having more control than they, they did before. That's why at PTA meetings, when parents try to stand up for themselves, they're being called domestic terrorists by our government because the teachers' union is so strong, especially with this administration, that they do have more power. Is this all I got to do is say things that I know you disagree with to get you angry? Control I'll start fear. doing it. <laughs> Here's Jim calling me a Nazi again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting it all out now. So when That's Robin right. comes on, we can have. I'm going to change my background to flowers and puppies. <laughs> it's too funny. Yes, don't discipline your kids, but when you, you chastise for discipline, you get Oprah. You get a sex change. Or you get a sex change. <laughs> Reach under your chairs, everybody. Guess everybody what gets a penis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the big problem that I have anymore. I mean, but look, 
issue one for me is about a lot of stuff. Issue one is about abortion to me. But again, there's a thing on the initiative on the ballot come November for abortion. So if you're against me on that, you can vote for whatever we you want. Yeah. This is about amending the Constitution. Yeah. I think the problem with it that a lot of people have with issue one and, and is that it it's not it's like most amendments, really. It's not completely right no matter what you vote. No matter what you vote, it doesn't feel right. You know, I, I you know, I, and I can only speak for me, but I'm, you know, as I, as I said before, I'm not necessarily against abortion. I am against calling it abortion. I think you should absolutely have to acknowledge it as killing babies. But, you know, but I, I, I am not necessarily always against it. And I know that's opposite of most of the audience, but. But because, the, and again, because abortion is tied to this thing, it's going to make people, it, it becomes a hot button that you can't say, your facts right now, Seth, are absolutely true about the control and 60% and whatever. But the fact that, uh, that, that somebody says, well, what about abortion, right? Then it's all of a sudden a problem. Yeah, no doubt. And I, I'll be honest with you. I'm, when it comes to abortion, I was on the Right to Life team at Ignatius. I was, you know, marched the streets and... and Against abortion, but I do have my exceptions as well. I don't believe in a, a woman gets raped and, and that kind of thing, or you know, sure. incest, or you know, the health of the baby or the mother, or whatever it is. There may be things that I, I would agree with exceptions for, but yeah. when it comes to using it as birth control, that's where I have a big problem. Yeah. When two people decide to do those kind of things, you accept the facts, you accept mm-hmm. the consequences. Like, I can't say all of a sudden the next day, I didn't want this AIDS. Let me get rid of it. Right. I mean, I did what I did, and that's the choice that I made. Well, the real issue is there are no cons- there are no consequences for abortions. That's the problem. You know, I, I was going to ask her, but then I just felt like it was going to really de- <laughs> derail things. I was going to ask her if we could have a compromise in the middle somewhere and just say, okay, you get you get one, you get one gotcha. But if you do it a second time, you get sterilized. You know, yeah, go that absolutely. route. Why you not? Think, have a consequence for acting like an idiot. Of course. You think the pregnant 10-year-old should have been forced to give birth? That, that would have killed her. I said there should be exceptions, Olivia. Yeah, well, and, and that's... Did you say that? You did, but there's, you know... What's the and, consequence for the man? There, I, I don't the know. The consequence for a guy would be, in my scenario, sterilization. Absolutely. S- sterilization. You get somebody that has two abortions on their dick, they get sterilized for it. And there is consequences for men when it comes to uh, having a child. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it doesn't, it's not just one person in this baby making experience. Yeah. <laughs> Magic Johnson got rid of it. <laughs> I guess Good he's point. the one that, he woke up and said, you know what? I don't think I'll get rid of the AIDS. That's right. And he did. <laughs> wow. This is a, this has been a fast 45 minutes. <laughs> I've always been Joe Burdick. Checks in. I've always been pro-life with exceptions. Lost me where they wanted to murder babies up to birth. Of course, why would yeah. you do I that? Mean, I'm not for that. That's because just... God. If we can have that, there's some people in their 30s. I wouldn't mind being aborted. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I know a couple of people at a former radio station that I worked at. <laughs> I see a lot of TikTok people of people of or TikTok videos of people that would wouldn't be done a disservice by some late-term abortions. <laughs> like 22 years old. I'm texting Robin to see where she is. Okay. She should be joining us shortly. 
She'll be here soon. I hope. I have a bunch of questions for Robin. I support Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I think Clear Channel did, didn't they? Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, they, in their own way. Yeah. Uh, she needs me to email her the link again, so talk about something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about Robin Swoboda. Let's talk about Robin Swoboda. I'm let's, listening. I, I... Because it's such a weird thing because I'm not guy that has ever really watched a lot of local TV, yeah. but I certainly recognize Robin. And I and honestly, this is probably gonna surprise you and a lot of people. I know Robin most from the fish from 95.5, the Christian station, which I bet nobody would even realize that I ever would have listened to. Right. But she was the fish was a dominant station here in my house because my my ex was into that music and it was on constantly. So I used to hear Robin all the time on the fish. And, um, you know, from there, then I was like, oh, yeah. You know, you, like you'd see a picture of her on a bus or something. And I'd be like, oh, I remember her with like Tim Taylor. Right. She was like a co-host with Tim Taylor at one point. And it's like then I started looking her up and I was like, man, she did a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize how much stuff she had actually done here in, in both here in Cleveland and abroad and outside of Cleveland. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff I want to ask her. I hope she gets connected. Yeah. Um, man, she... Is it not Text. looking good? No, she texted me. I sent her the link again. So okay. well, we'll see. I was going to say, I hope, it, I hope it happens. Democrats celebrated that the former governor of Virginia even bragged about it. The rules have selective memory. Yeah. Yeah, so do so do so do Republicans too. To be honest, we all no, we, we all only celebrate what we what we feel is our win. She was one of the most beautiful women in Cleveland. Absolutely. Yeah, very and and I mean just just looking at her list of accomplishments, she has like a zillion accomplishments. You know, as oh, far yeah. as as far as national TV and local TV, and she has Emmys, and she's I you know, you know, she has. All kinds of I got I got all kinds of questions for her too. Is that you? What tapping? No. What is that tapping? I have no idea. Mm -hmm. If you don't see my hands under the desk. <laughs> hey, here we go. All right, I'm gonna take a quick break so we can uh, talk to her for a little while. All right. All right. Sounds good. Hang on. All right. It is time to save America and stop funding woke corporations. Shop with merchants that share your values today. Get all the great products you buy online anyway from Mammoth Nation. Visit the online store today at us.cmspn.com and save money while helping to fend off enemies of our way of life. We can't expect change until we make changes ourselves. Shop Mammoth Nation today. Are you looking for a way to support the Seth Williams Show? Get your Seth Williams Show merchandise today. From coffee mugs to clothing and everything in between, our high-quality merch is the perfect way for you to not only support the show, but show everyone what is the greatest show going today. Just go to shop.thesethwilliamshow.com now, shop around, and buy some great merchandise from The Seth Williams Show. Shop today. What separates Triv's Restaurant in Strongsville from everybody else? Some restaurants you go to to eat the same thing over and over and over. But then there are restaurants like Triv's, where you want to go there every single time and eat something different until you have eaten every single item on the menu. Why? 
because the food's delicious and it has been for almost a quarter of a century. Triv's has amazing food, outstanding service, and an opportunity for you to have private dining, special events, and intimate occasions. You can enjoy a memorable fine dining experience in your own dedicated intimate space. Visit Triv's in the heart of Strongsville. Call now for reservations, 440-238-8830. Triv's in Strongsville. Joe Burdick custom flags are amazing. Each flag is handcrafted to reflect the imperfect perfection, making each piece of patriotic wall art unique. This is a local small business, veteran owned and proud. Joe Burdick creates symbolic artwork that is built to last. Display your spirit, pride, and patriotism by calling 440-305-2065 and let Joe's flag serve you. 440-305-2065. Joe Burdick Flags. Let me introduce you to Charlie's Auto Repair. Any car, any truck, any problem, Charlie's does it right. You know how it is. The check your engine light comes on, you put air in the tires, and the light is still on. 216-470-0170. That's Charlie's Auto Repair, 13728 Madison in Lakewood. Charlie can do it all, from small engine repair to fleet maintenance and system diagnostics. 216-470-0170. Charlie's Auto Repair. Let Charlie make your car great once again. Right back here on the Seth Williams Show with Chris Aiken. And we are honored to have Miss Robin Swoboda on today. Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, Seth. <laughs> uh, guys... I should be living with the Amish because <laughs> they know more about technology than I do. I, you were kind enough to send me a link, which I, I can't find. I couldn't even remember the password to get into my laptop uh, because <laughs> I had a plumber here who was helping me with the gas line to my new stove before the government takes them away. And um, I, I was moving it and ripped the tip of my toe oh. and toenail off. Ouch. I, I'm in so much pain. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, can't re- I can't remember anything. And I'm, I'm trying to be uh, of good cheer about it all. But anyway, so uh, I, I was panicking. I couldn't remember my password. I finally got in, and I couldn't find your uh, link. So thank you for sending it to me. And you're on my uh, on my phone because now I can't find the email. I have stuff from Pottery Barn, Taryn Rudolph, the Unalignable, <laughs> Nordstrom, uh, Tandy Leather, Twitter, True Green Affiliate, Loan Marketplace, etc. Nothing. I, hear you. I feel so bad. I'm so sorry that you're going through all that today. <laughs> you are worth it. You are worth well, it, my friend. I appreciate How are you? you so much. I'm good. You know. It, People don't know you filled in for Triv quite, you know, a few times. And you know, yeah. it was so great, like, getting to meet you and to know you. And I'm, I'm sorry they had to sit to Car- sit next to Carmen Angela as long as you did. But <laughs> it, 
it was it was so great to actually you know to get to know you because I've always just admired your work and you know oh, you're just thank you. not only you're such a professional but you're just a great person and well thank you you're an icon in this town and I just respect yeah. you so much and so I'm so happy that you were able to come on the show today. Oh, I, you know what? I am honored and I'm, I'm, I'm so thrilled for you that you're doing this and um, what, a, what a remarkable story you have of, of courage and um, soldiering on and your, uh, your beautiful, sweet wife. Um, <laughs> you, uh, you, you hit the jackpot there, Seth. I did. I got lucky. Yes. I you have, to, I have to say, yes. Um, yeah, yeah. And you told me a little bit about Chris and Chris, it's nice to meet you here. Yeah, nice and, to meet you too. Um, you know, we, I think we can all three agree that uh, we never know what life is going to throw at us. No. And, um, you know, it's just it, your attitude is the only thing that you can um, have control over. So here yeah, we are. You know, you know, Robin, the interesting thing is probably like most of Cleveland, I feel like I know you already. It's not it's not like I don't, <laughs> you know, I mean, we've spent so much time. You, we've spent so much time, whether you were on our TVs or for me, you were on the fish right at the time my, my, my ex-wife was was beating me up with mercy me's i can only imagine every half hour from the fish but oh. you were always on the <laughs> on the thing you felt like it felt like you were like one of the family oh thank you that's you know uh, that's the biggest compliment that that i could i could get and um and i have to say that i am uh, god has given me i don't know the gift of mm, transparency i guess because Pretty much what you see on camera or behind the microphone is who I am in person. And I just over the weekend, I was talking to a, the father of a fellow who was doing um, catering for uh, someone that we all uh, know uh, in the in the music industry who comes off as a regular person, um, but was so demanding, having needing certain ceramic mugs to drink out of and and the the cliche just mm -hmm. brown m&ms and i'm like <laughs> you're kidding me you're no i go this person is a regular a regular joe just like us mm -hmm. and i was so disappointed to hear that so what you see is what you get with me that's right <laughs> but well that's kind of funny somebody actually just uh Sandy said you stopped by the Slovak picnic on Royalwood a couple of years ago, and your positivity is illuminating. Oh, how sweet. Well, you know, I'm, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not smart enough to be negative. <laughs> so first, how are you feeling? Oh, no. Jeez, Seth, what did you do? <laughs> That's how she was feeling. Now she's gone. Now she's <laughs> hung up on me. No, she got oh, a text no. or something. Uh, could that be it? Could somebody call yeah. their phone? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll put it down here. Oh, wait. There she is. There she is. Okay. Did I, somebody I call you? Yes. The, my plumber who was here earlier, my... Where is he? <laughs> I have a little mini, mini long-haired dachshund named Axel who was all over that man. <laughs> I mean, he... He, he, he wasted no time the minute the man got my 
was being amorous with him. And then as he laid on the floor, he kept, uh, I did a Facebook live with it because it was, it was truly <laughs> funny. And, and Jim, Jim took it uh, very well. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, she was, she was just trying to call me. And since I'm on my phone, I don't know how to, oh, that's funny. I don't know how to, so I, I apologize. So how, no, it's fine. How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. I have, you know, I'm having more up days uh, now than than down. They had me. Uh, I I haven't had my two year uh, checkup to make sure that everything is still in remission. But um, they put me on a medicine. And anyone who's gone through, you know, uh, well, anything that any of us have gone through, it, it seems like the the cure is worse than the actual, you know, illness or whatever you had. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, the the chemo and and radiation uh, changed changed you know changed a lot and then this medication that they put me on was horrible horrible and I it was supposed to be the kind of medication that you get the less the the least amount of side effects well I think I got all of them and some that they never even knew of um, so uh, I I went off of it because I said I would rather have five good quality years mm -hmm. than to take that and be depressed and you know my cholesterol was shooting through the roof my bones ached my yeah blah 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 so i'm doing great well, see, that's what that's one of the coolest <laughs> that's one of the coolest things that following your journey over the time on facebook and stuff your positivity like sandy said is amazing and you're an inspiration to so many people. I mean, you're an inspiration to me. I mean, I remember laying in the hospital with my stupid thing, going and even thinking about you. Say, I I don't have it that bad, and she is you, such an inspiration to me to just get up and keep going and keep doing my thing. And I, I, you, you have to know the impact you have on on everybody that follows you. You really do. You're gonna make me cry, and I don't want you to <laughs> um, because I've already. I cried at Jim the plumber. I, I cried about my toe after he left. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, it's it, it truly. I I don't know. I I I've just always I, I'm an overcomer. Yeah. Not yeah. an overachiever, but I'm an over <laughs> overcomer. <laughs> well, and. Well. Uh, Robin, when you look at when you look back over your entire career, which is yo know, done so many things, national stuff, local stuff, you became a local icon, but then you went to and did the national thing with Ahmad Rashad, and you know uh -huh. when you look at the wide breadth of stuff that you've done in this field in in the entertainment world, where do you where do you start and stop as like the highlights and the and the struggle parts? Okay. The highlight, there's no question. It was the years I had with Tim Taylor, Casey Coleman, and Dick Goddard okay. on Channel 8. I mean, th those were the best years in television, uh, the best friends I had. Um, just everything was magical about that time. Um, the hardest part was leaving it. Uh, because I had, um, you know, gotten married to Brian Wagner, who hunted two years for the Browns. Right. And he was caught right after we um, got married, right after we got back from our honeymoon, because they brought Bill Belichick in, and he brought his own punter in. So uh, Brian got picked up by the New England Patriots, 
And I had been offered jobs uh, all around the country while I was while I was, you know, working at eight, um, doing the six and 11 with those guys. But I always said no, because I loved Cleveland. I loved right. my job. I loved the people here, the people I worked with. Um, so here, you know, I'm brand new married and he's going off to New England. So um, I was offered a job at NBC uh, working with Gail King. Uh, it was a show called Cover to Cover, and I turned it down. And then the vice president of NBC called me and said, we we hope you'd reconsider. You know, if this show doesn't last, we have other jobs here at NBC that we would you know, want you to be part of. So I prayed about it and I took it three weeks, three weeks <laughs> into the preseason Brian is is uh, um, he's 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 pushed back into his own end zone. He's got a he's got a punt from his own end zone. Right. His a personal protector backs into him. Brian punts the ball right into his rear end, and he's cut the next day. He's oh, wow. back in Cleveland, and I am stuck in New York, oh, where God. I. I did not. When I was young, all I thought about was going to New York, being a I wanted to be on Broadway. I thought I'd be a great actress, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I hated it. (laughs) I just nobody's friendly. Nobody talks in the elevator. Nobody smiles. So there I was stuck in New York. He was back here. So fortunately, that that show lasted like 16, 18 weeks. And um, I got in trouble for talking about Cleveland too much on the on the air anyway. Uh, so <laughs> they didn't ask me to stick around. That's funny. Um, um, so yeah, that was that was that was the best and then the worst. But sure. I've been I've been really, really, really blessed with a with a great, great career sure. and worked with some great people. And of course Jimmy Donovan and I, um, that was my last stint, uh, was um, at Channel 3 and loved, loved doing the show with him. So he is so funny and so smart and so quick. And he, well, they, he, you know, he, I don't know that people know, but he does his whole sports sportscast without a prompter. I mean, everything, he just has these little notes and everything's up here. And um, they made him read a teleprompter for the news part <laughs> because that's, you know. A lot of stuff to remember, but um, anyway, so those are the highlights. Sure. What What do you think of the state of broadcasting today? It's so different. Like nobody's, you know, even the eras that you're talking about, like Tim Taylor or Dick Goddard or yourself or Casey. Yeah. Everybody was a personality, and it felt like you guys were all local. It just doesn't feel that way anymore. Everybody feels plastic and not attached to this town. (laughs) Well, you know what, Chris? I will say this. Jim the plumber said something very interesting to me today. And he said, he said, you were part of television when everybody watched it. Right. And everybody, you know, it, it was, it was, uh, well, some people said that our show was must see TV because I used to get in trouble by management all the time initially for the things that came out of my mouth. But, um, you know, people have so many choices now and it's, it, when you know when I was when I was anchoring, um, you know you couldn't wear, or I wouldn't dare wear dangly earrings, or uh, we couldn't wear we couldn't wear sleeveless. You know, back when I had 
lady guns. <laughs> They're like, oh, no, you can't wear sleeveless. Nothing, nothing. Now, sometimes I feel like you, when you're watching certain shows, I feel like, is this what's, what's on The Bachelorette or, you know, right. The Bachelor and things right. like that. But um, I don't have cable anymore. So uh, I, I pick what I want to watch on YouTube. I'm a big yeah. YouTube fan. Um, but I, I, I think part of it is the, the competition for people's attention is, is so much bigger than it was back then. And um, sex sells to some people, not well, to me. No. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, Look, maybe. I saw you come up to that radio station wearing some of those jeans, and every guy was checking you out. Oh, <laughs> funny! Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, that was my cowboy boots. It was you know one of those things. We actually tried to do a win a date with Robin on the show one time. <laughs> When Trip was out and she was filling in, it was you know, call in. What <laughs> a day with Robin! And the lines were packed like you can't believe. Oh, Trip never sad. got phone calls like that. Like Robin. <laughs> oh God, bless him! I miss him. I miss that voice. That uh, voice of reason. Yeah. What a what a story! What a story he had, huh? And what a what a shock! Yeah. Was, um, uh, but yeah, I I, I still. No, no, it's not. No, nothing. I mean, how, how many, how many local, uh, I don't know. I mean, how many, how many local people are on, on the radio now rather than, you know, somebody in a studio somewhere, you know, and then they just plug in the call letters and the local temperatures and stuff. So. And it's sad. It's, it's just like TV, like Chris was saying, do you think it's the money? Do you think they just don't want to pay anybody anymore? Well, that's a big part of it. You know, I remember when I left channel, when I left channel three, I had gone down to part-time because my mother came to uh, live with me and she wasn't, she wasn't doing well. So I needed to, I needed to take care of her. And, um, and, you know, I was just doing the seven anyway. So they cut my salary in half. And uh, when I left, uh, he said, I'm sorry to see you go, but um uh, I'll be able to hire uh, three or four people now because of because of you. And, you know, it used to be it's so interesting because you like like I started in St. Joseph, Missouri, my hometown. Then I went to Joplin, Missouri. Then I was in Moline, Illinois, part of the Quad Cities. Then I got plucked out of Moline and ended up in Miami, Florida. And that's when I came here. And the people in Miami, to tell you what a different world it was, the people in Miami were so envious. They're like, "You're going to a, you're going to a top ten market or top twelve, because Cleveland was a bigger, better market than Miami at the time." And um, that's the way it all worked back in the day. You know, you you had your AAA, and uh, to to use a sports analogy that I won't continue with because I'll sound like who is it, Bob Uecker? But, um <laughs> Whoever that whoever that guy is that says the the wrong things, Yogi Berra. That's Yogi it. Berra. <laughs> I'll sound like Yogi Berra, but um, yeah, it seems like now they you know they're they're pulling people mainly because back in the day you had your anchors who were also you know reporters, um, you had photographers, you had people who edited uh, the the you know videotape. Now they're pulling people out of school who have to do 
all those things. They do their own live shot. They do their own um, interviews. They do their own editing. Uh, just a live truck shows up. They do everything and stand there and put their uh, camera on a um, tripod, and they're they're a one man band. Yeah. I would be crying. You, oh, <laughs> they have to. I left Channel Three at the right time because they have to run their own teleprompter now. Wow! Wow! I, I, I can't. If I'm talking, I can't do anything else uh, right. because I'll do it badly. So. <laughs> Now, what's funny, you said you came from Miami. I think that was, what, 86 that you came here? Yeah. I lived in Miami and came up to Cleveland also in 1986. Get out. I I was in fifth grade. And (laughs) my dad was actually the uh, sports editor at the Miami News at the time. Get out. In, in like, 85, 86. And so he was... doing a lot of stuff with the, the news there. But then we came up here. He was the sports editor for the Plain Dealer, but he got it in 86, and we moved up to Cleveland. So, see, we're like kindred spirits in that way. We are. We see? are. Yeah, because I, you were in fifth grade, and I was not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how old was I when I came here? I think I was 26 or 27, I think. But so, see now um, the age difference is so much closer. It's a lot better now. So <laughs> if I wasn't married, I could win the date with Robin. There you go. <laughs> well, you'd have to fight Axel, although unless he's gone off with Jim the plumber. Uh, uh, it's funny, but you know, it, oh gosh, when I realize now that I'm older than Dick Goddard was when I came here. You know, and I thought he was pretty old then. So everything is everything is relative. Some 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 little old lady came up to me and she goes, "My son grew up watching you," and I'm like, "How old is your son?" <laughs> <laughs> and he was the same age as me. So I just thought, "Oh, okay, maybe maybe it was one of those failure to launch things." Um. <laughs> what was Dick Goddard cool and fun to work with? Oh my goodness! Oh. He, he and I would get in so much trouble. Um, uh, he, he was the best. He, he was, we, we were two peas in a pod and um, people, it's so funny because I, I think there were actual rumors that, you know, we were an at one time, which is not true. I loved, I loved that man, but I didn't love him, you know, in that way. <laughs> Um, but we, uh, I'll never forget being in a, <laughs> in a meeting with uh, management and, uh, Dick and I and Tim and Casey were all sitting in the room and our then general manager was trying to say the word, tra- uh, sandwiching. Um, he was talking about, cause we had an hour to seven, which was new for channel eight. And uh, Channel Three, and they still do it. They have a, they have um, their six o'clock news, then national news at six thirty, and then another half hour of local news. So he said that they were sandwiching, and and he said sand 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 sandwiching sand sand sand. He just couldn't get the word out. <laughs> I am right across from him, and 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 my head goes down, and I'm trying not to laugh. You know, you you think of the worst thing ever, 
and you know you're biting the inside of your mouth and if you can without anybody seeing you pinch the inner part of your thigh and i look over and i see tim and casey sitting on the sofa like like little choir boys and dick goddard is over you know right to my right and i hear him laughing through his nose like <laughs> like that and <laughs> God sent a miracle to save us from this because, you know, the the uh, Channel Eight is right there on the shoreway. Dick right. stands up and he goes, "Look, everybody, a flock of honkers," and <laughs> it was just some Canada geese flying over. But he, he and I laughed. We were crying, laughing so hard because that's not really what we were laughing at. Was the poor man trying to say sandwiching? And I'm not even acknowledging it, you know, not like, darn, I can't say a word. <laughs> Let me try that again. <laughs> Nothing. So Too that's funny. the kind of guy Dick was. Sure. Now, I, I, I had the opportunity to meet Casey several times, actually. And mm. he always just seemed like for for a guy that was always busy, as he always was, every time I ran and I was in the media, too. So it, I always ran into him in media circles and he was always busy. But he he was always to me he was always a guy that if if I asked him a question he he would come and just say okay let's talk about this and talk to me yeah. for five ten minutes about anything you know yeah. how how was he you know as, as a person to, in you know in person I guess he 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 too he was he was phenomenal he he was he was so you know well versed in sports and and kind and one of the funniest people I have ever ever known um i adored him and not just because whenever he went to uh you know um back back then the old municipal stadium sure um he would bring me a bag of peanuts uh <laughs> but he he was um he, it was funny because he was so busy as you mentioned chris mm -hmm. uh he tim and dick and i would go to dinner together every night almost every night um, sometimes Dick and I would go out and bring it in, and there was all kinds of stories about that, uh, including why I think uh, Tim Taylor uh, used to get uh, kidney stones. Uh, <laughs> 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 what? Okay, so one time, I I hope Tim doesn't watch this, um, but he probably knows. I probably have told him the story, but um, and now Dick can't take the blame, but. So, so <laughs> we'd gone to Taco Bell to get, to get dinner and I got nachos and cheese and Tim also got nachos and cheese. And, you know, we got some other things when we pull into the parking lot of the station, the, uh, a, one of the bags of nachos slips out onto the floorboard. And I look at Dick and he looks at me and I said, whose nachos are those? <laughs> and, he, and he goes, he always called Tim Brillo head. He goes, they're Brillo heads. And I go, no, Dick. I said, I can't do that. He said, Robbie, um, he said, you don't know how many times I've gone to get that man food. He said, one time I got him a pizza and it slid out of the box across the, <laughs> across the, across the pavement. And I just picked it up and put it back in. And <laughs> so, so not long after that, um, Tim had an episode with the uh, kidney stones and I said to Dick, I go, those aren't kidney stones. That's gravel. 
That's funny. So Casey was probably wise not to go to dinner with us, but he was always working. We would have our one hour of fun, and then we'd have to get back and, you know, write the stories for the 11 o'clock. Right. Uh, so I promised somebody that they could ask you a question, if you don't mind, having another somebody that they, I think they know you, but he wants to ask you a question, if you don't mind. Oh, no. Okay. Tony Masashi. <laughs> and he's gone. And he's gone. <laughs> as soon as we introduce him, he gets a phone there call. There he is. There he is. <laughs> Hi, Oh my gosh. We go way back in 1990 when I was on the Big Chuck and Little John show. We were both like 12 and you were 15. I'm always older. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and Robin, I got to tell you, so I do this show with Seth now every Wednesday and I'm the same way. He sends me this link. So I am a roving restaurant reporter. Actually, I'm going to have my guy show you the food that's in front of me here. So every Wednesday, I have this in front of me. What a great gig, huh? Thank you, Seth. No kidding. I would be happy to fill in. You can I would love to. You know what? Let's make that happen. So the only link that I know is the sausage link. (laughs) (laughs) Robin, I got to tell you, I know. Go ahead. I was going to say, you've come a long way from popcorn. That's right. Actually, it's so funny. I had a partner in my popcorn business, and that's how I got to know these guys. I put my popcorn machine on the Big Chuck and Little John show, and Robin was my first customer. She bought a popcorn machine from me. I remember delivering it to you in Westlake, and she had $900 in cash. And she said, do you take cash? I said, my mom's Jewish and my dad's Catholic. Yes, I take care. <laughs> nice. I love you, Robin. I really miss you. Oh, hey, Robin, I one more you. thing. I know that you. I know you do this financial show, so yeah. I got to talk to this guy because I just talked to my financial advisor. I'm I'm 62 now. I'm going to be retiring soon, and I asked him when is my exit plan. He told me I need a whole new life. <laughs> I love you, dear. I love you too, and you look great. You look great. Thank you. So, your age, you also. age has been very good to you. I appreciate it. Let's make this happen. Let's do this on a Wednesday evening. I would love to have you come and join me. We would have fun. Okay? Oh. I'm going to get the, your information from Seth, and okay. we'll do this. I love you. Bye, Robin. I love you, too. We'll talk to you soon, Tony. Hang in there. You got it. (laughs) Bye-bye. He does our – every Wednesday we have him on from a different restaurant, and and he is so crazy, as you know. (laughs) (laughs) I like a gig like that. How were those days back then when you met Tony and the big Chuck Little John show and all that kind of stuff? Oh, that was – I don't know. You know, I got to be I, – I was the first uh, news person to get to be on the show. I got to play Catwoman, and apparently that shows up every now and again. Um, and I'm going to have to find I, that. The, what? I'm going to have to find that one. <laughs> the overacting was terrible. Uh, Mike Babb – who were my henchmen? Mike Babb. And I can't remember, I can't remember who the other one was. Oh, Dan Fike, maybe? Nice. Maybe those two guys. But they were my henchmen, and, you know, I was out to get Batman and all that. Uh, and <laughs> those, it, It's so funny, you know, how your mind plays tricks on you, because uh, 
back then, you know, of course I thought I was fat and uh, I see that and I'm like, darn it. Now I am and I don't know it <laughs> until I see myself in a picture and I'm like, what happened? You were you not and you've always been so beautiful. Yeah, Somebody actually during this interview sent me, texted me a picture of you from that you signed an autograph for him many years ago and he still has it to this day framed and Aww. i wish i could show it to you but he, he sent me this it, it's beautiful you all you're beautiful now you were beautiful back then oh, and it's, it's fantastic and that's how much people love you it's, uh, i've signed an autograph maybe once in my life and it threw <laughs> right in the garbage after i signed it this guy I don't believe it this I guy has had an autograph it. framed by you for years oh <laughs> uh, bless his heart well, there's one out there. There's always one. <laughs> Somebody wanted to know, was Don Webster on Channel 5? You know? He was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. Um, I joke and say I accidentally worked on Channel 5. Um, <laughs> and, and I said that in the company of the Channel 5 uh, um, sales team, and the sales manager did not take kindly to that. And then I had to explain to them that when I left Channel I was at Channel 8 three times, but the second time I came back um, when um, uh, Brian uh, didn't think he was going to play football anymore, I came back to do the 6 o'clock news. And then my oldest was going into kindergarten, so I, you know, I I really always wanted to be there for my kids. Um, and so uh, I left there, and... Um, not long after that, Channel 5 came to me and offered me the morning exchange, <clears throat> which I did for a year with Channel 8's blessing because they didn't have anything that they could offer me. And um, uh, they canceled it after that first year. And then I was told that I had to do either the 11 o'clock news or the early morning news. And um, by a very, um, um, I don't know. You could write a book about uh, the the man at the time who was the general manager. He said, "I own you. Uh, yeah. You have to do. You know, you you have to do what I tell you. You have to do." And uh, I I mumbled something about the Emancipation Proclamation and got mad and cried and left his office and uh, hired a, a lawyer who negotiated a contract um, for much better pay than what I was getting for the morning exchange, but. Um, I lasted one year, and in that time, Don Webster, I had he retired? Maybe he was just retiring. Um, so uh, I got to work with Ted Henry and um, Mark Johnson, and um, goodness, his name is escaping. Matt Underwood was doing sports okay. then, who was wow. a darling, loved him, uh, loved them all. But um, Anyway, so I couldn't, after a year, you know, I had three children. Uh, Brian was going to school and student teaching. So I'd get home at 1230, one o'clock in the morning, and then have to get up at six o'clock to get my kids ready to get on the bus at 645. And um, sleep deprivation is a horrible, horrible thing. Sure. And um, so I, I, I made it a year on there and then, and then walked away. Right. So let me put this up. Here's the picture. There we go. Oh! <laughs> oh, I can't. I, I I enjoyed the Cavs game with you. Yeah. Oh, I feel like I. I feel that's coming back to me now. 
Look at those bangs, man. Oh, look at that. <laughs> look at those bangs. What? <laughs> this is back when I had a lot of hair. One time, one time when I was doing the news, they cut my they cut my bangs. Um, the guy kept talking and he kept cutting them so short that what's that newspaper? I think it's still around. That kind of mean one that comes out once a week. Scene. Yes. 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 <laughs> they wrote in there that I looked like Mo from the Three Stooges. That my eyebrows oh, were so high. Wow. I know. Wasn't that Ouch. cool? So I I thought about shaving my eyebrows off and then drawing them in halfway up my. <laughs> Just so it looked better, but then I might look like Nancy Pelosi. I don't know. So um... <laughs> we don't want that. We don't want that. <laughs> uh, just one one last quick one, Robin. Uh, you know, when when you look at your career now, and and you obviously you're still here, so you see what's going on. Do what do you think when you hear your name put in the kind of lore of all the icons in? media history here with like you know with obviously the people that you worked with but also people like michael stanley or you know ted henry etc you know i mean you're yeah. you're considered in the the cleveland mount rushmore of broadcasting uh, without a doubt yeah. <laughs> yeah gosh stop it i i feel like this is my eulogy um, <laughs> <laughs> definitely <laughs> not just, <laughs> Which is how I felt when, when, you know, I was going through my second bout with cancer. The people are just so, so kind. But it's, it's, it's so funny because when I first came to Cleveland, um, somebody said to me, you are going to be the next Dorothy Foldheim. And yeah. I didn't know who Dorothy Foldheim was because uh, she was off the air when I got here. But, you know, I understood that she had quite the reputation. And uh, was known for being very outspoken and and so forth, but but a legend. And um, I, you know what? I'm just me. I I'm I have ah, I want to cry, and I don't like it that you're making me cry. But <laughs> I've I've yeah, I've just been so blessed. Um, I feel like um, either people are blessed in love or blessed in their career. A rare few people are blessed in both. I have been blessed in my career and with, with you know, healthy, wonderful children um, and the occasional well-behaved dog. Uh, <laughs> but I, you know, I, 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 it's, it's an honor. It's, it's an honor, but we're, you know, we're all just people and we're called to love people and, and to do good and be good because it feels good. Uh, for the other person and, you know, certainly for ourselves. So there's some amount of selfishness to it as well. But um, you guys have just made my day. I forgot how much my toe hurts. <laughs> well, we can't, I, I can't thank you enough. We can't yeah, thank no you enough kidding. for coming on. Oh, you guys. And you really, again, it's been an honor to talk to you tonight, but it's also been an honor to be a friend of yours. And I at least consider myself Likewise. one. Likewise. Um, uh, you're a special person, not only to the entire city of Cleveland, but to everybody that knows you personally. And I, I couldn't wait to have you on. And I think you're just great. So well, I thank I, you. My, my love, my love right back to you and my respect and admiration. And thank you for your friendship. And Chris, I, I want to know more about your story. Okay. Seth gave me a little bit of it, but um, uh, I'll send you just, some books. <laughs> yeah. 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 Please do. But um, just, I, I just, God's blessing on, on your, on your podcast here and uh, just keep, 
doing what you do and hook me up with Tony for one 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 uh, Wednesday that will make oh, the yeah. history books. I'm sure. Without a doubt. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for sharing you. sharing your show with me. No, thank I, you I'm very honored. much. Thanks. Thanks All so right. much. We'll talk soon. Thank you so okay. much, Robin. All right, Robin. Thank you. Love you both. Love Bye. you. Bye. Bye. Man, wow. I'm telling you, I, I can't. I can't right. express. Sorry, Tony. We're not even going to you now. We're done. <laughs> yeah, you, it's her. That's it. We're done. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, I'm going to go uh, wipe my tears away and take a quick break. So yeah. uh, right. then we'll get to, to Tony Masaccio in a couple of minutes. All right. All right. Hang on. Sounds good. Hey, it's Seth. And I appreciate you watching today. And you can make a difference for just $4.99 a month. You can help save someone's life today. It really does count. Every dollar matters. And you can change someone's life. Not these ridiculous dogs. Those are actor dogs. I'm talking about myself and Chris Aiken. I can barely afford a shave and a haircut. Or sleeves on a shirt sometimes. We could use your assistance today. Just go to the Odyssey app. Go to the Odyssey website, O-D-Y-S-E-E. -E. Just $4.99 a month can change the world for someone today. Myself and Chris Aiken. We'll give you extra content. We'll give you bonus footage. We'll give you new episodes. Subscribe to the Odyssey channel today. Thank you. Everybody, it's Don Dockin. When I'm feeling nostalgic, I always go to Pinball PA. You gotta go check it out. It's a lot of fun. Stop what you're doing and start making memories at Pinball PA, located at 2284 Broadhead Road, Suite 10B in Aliquippa, Pennsylvania. We have over 420 video games and pinball machines to play and all games are set to free play, so no quarters or tokens are needed. Pinball PA is open six days a week, and is the best and most affordable entertainment spot in all of Western Pennsylvania. Check out our website at www.pinballpa.com for more details. Come visit Pinball PA today. Initials up. Guarantees and Signs has become your complete one-stop sign shop. Call Jimmy at 216-299-9344. Their friendly and professional staff can and will help you build your company brand and identity from start to finish. One stop means you get a complete package from one location. Custom logo design, vehicle graphics, banners, t-shirts, storefront marquees, and so much more. Aaron Tees and Signs, 4883 Turning Road. Call us at 216-299-9344. There's no place like home, and whether it's furniture, artwork, home accessories, appliances, or that one-of-a-kind collectible, Yellow Brick Road Online Auctions allows you to find everything you need from the comfort of your own home. The owner of Yellow Brick Road Auctions has been conducting online estate auctions for over eight years by providing homeowners with a stress-free process to liquidate all items that have accumulated over the years. I'm Melissa Mendici, owner of Yellow Brick Road Auctions. Log on today. Right back here, the Seth Williams show with Chris Aiken. Yeah, she was so great, man. We're both blown away by that one. That was really good. 
Yeah, I mean, I just love her. I mean, she's just she's just wonderful. Yeah. I don't know why we'd be offended by this, Gunner. Might be your best interview yet. No offense taken. No. <laughs> not at all. I mean, she's, an, she's an icon. It's because of the guests. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We had a Cleveland Beetle on, basically. She's, uh, you know, she's got so many great stories. And she does. Great sense of humor and such a positive person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's really great. That was really a lot of fun. Olivia, I'm glad you stuck around for it. <laughs> we swung the pendulum the other way. <laughs> I love Olivia. I have nothing bad to say about Olivia. We have different views, so that's fine. Yeah. Um, do we have, I guess we got to go to Tony now. Yeah. Did he already have his moment in the sun? I don't know. Tony Masaccio, how are you, my there friend? I am great, Seth. How are you, Chris? That was really cool. How cool is I, she? She is an icon. She's the best. And you know what she said? You see what you, you see what you get. That's exactly how she is. Her personality is unbelievable. Hey guys, can you see behind me here? This is a new tone exhaust fan. This building, remember, everyone had these in their houses. This building actually they started like Pinkley's been around since the 1840s. This restaurant. The Teshners that have it now have been around for 42 years. This was a little corner bar. This used to be a chicken coop. And across the street was a butcher shop. And then a Caddy Corner is a cemetery, which George Washington used to walk through here in Ohio many years ago. And there was a guy by the name of Elijah Wilkins, who was his right-hand man. You know why? Why? That's all he had was a right hand. <laughs> well, that'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I gotta sh- let me just show you in the background here. We're live at Teshners. We're live at Teshners in Richfield. Okay. You can oh, you can see there. This this is where all the magic happens, guys. Right There's on. four or five people cooking, prepping. They are open. How many days are you open now, Michelle? You're not. Five days a week. Excellent. Great, great. I'll be here. You got Italian food. All right, let me, let me come to Let me come to They love Tony here. Who doesn't? I will say, Tony, I've been there a couple of times, and one, the place is always packed. But two, they it really is. do have good food. Like I, I've gotten a couple of things there, and it was spectacular. Uh, and it's so reasonably priced too. I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, for me, it's a good price. Seth, it's really. It, I'm glad you said that because it's crazy price. I mean, they haven't brought up the price of the menu. Even like after pandemic, they kept the large menu that they had. They're known for their wings. They're known for their burgers. They have a prime rib and steak on Saturday nights. It is better than some of the state places that are local that are chains across the country. And again, the affordability here is absolutely fantastic. Look, you want to so, talk about uh, Italian, Italian food? They have like mozzarella triangles that are really fantastic. And you get a lot of them. And again, the price is insane. So I, I really enjoy are, that place. Yeah. They also have a mini. It's actually their 
form of a marble caprese salad. So it's little tomatoes with the mozzarella on like a French bread with pesto sauce. And they have a garlic, oh my God, this I come in just for this, for their appetizer. It's a garlic shrimp with butter and orange shrimp, huge pieces of garlic. And of course their wings are delicious. Now that so, place, if you're going, if you get off at 77 on Route 82, you go to Broadview Road, you go south on Broadview for maybe five, 10 minutes tops, and you're going to run right into Teshers. It's literally five minutes down the road from my house. Uh, but, and it's, it's a nice place inside and with great food. So it's really not that yeah. far from the highway, 15 minutes probably. It's good. Yeah, it was an old house. Um, as it, and as it said, we're having their 41st anniversary. It's kind of cool because I've done a few shows here on my radio show on Saturday mornings. And they now, they were like just a little corner bar. They have great bourbons, great limes. They used to just really just do burgers and, you know, just finger food. Now they've really expanded this place. And look at this. On a Wednesday evening, and it's a small place, you actually, there's a waiting list to get in after 6 o'clock. So you're filling your name in, and you might have a 20 to 25-minute wait just to get seated. On nice days, they'll put, like, little picnic benches in the front. And, of course, you know, they have like three great servers here. Tommy, who's the bartender, who's been here. He actually started at Hands, which I knew him years ago when he was Hands in Parma. He's been here for 20 years as a bartender. Wow. There's something to be said just for that, which you yeah. have a bartender for 20 years. Especially in this industry. So, yeah, it's really cool. Um, and you know what? Getting back to Robin, it's kind of funny because I knew her ex-husband, Brian, very well when I started with the Big Chuck and Little John show. And he was the first NFL punter who punted. Now, this goes to show you how bad the Browns were. He had the most punts in the NFL, a record. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't want to rub that in the Robin because she already knew it, but <laughs> and I didn't hear the story about when he kicked the guy in the ass and he lost, right. he lost his job. <laughs> well she's not married too many more, so that's yeah. a, that's fine. We can talk about that Brian Yeah, That's right, we can talk about Brian. She, she punted him to the curb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's funny. I gotta tell you, what a success though. I remember when she first came here, and again, I definitely say I'm Big Chuck and Lord John, like she had said she was in her 20s. And they all came. Here I am. I'm the popcorn guy. I'm delivering a popcorn machine. That's when I used to have, like, a shirt and tie on. And Stephanie Schaefer came up to me. I was in the, like, in their um, newsroom. And Stephanie comes up to me, and she's hugging me and kissing me on the neck and saying, oh, are you the new anchor? No, but this is a great welcoming. <laughs> I would be like, yes, I am. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know what? And that's how nice they were. And yeah. again, Big Chuck and Little John, you know those guys. I mean, that's another one. Their personalities are truly who they are in television like they are in real life. You know, just like we did that outing Saturday at the Red Burn Off, and people were taking pictures of Little John and signing autographs. And he stops from, I mean, I've gone out to with them numerous times. And he just stops and he will take that picture. Just think about this. Years ago, they used to pull out the Polaroid picture, and it was in the family album. Now it's in the camera. 
It's funny when we so, went there. It was it was something for me because I'm sitting between, literally in between, Little John and Ed Flash Ferentz, two people that I've yeah. admired in the TV and radio business for like ever, and like it was so cool to be sitting next to those two. And it was it was yes. it's a great time. And Little John's like a spectacular guy. One thing that people don't yeah. seem to know is you see these people on TV, and a lot of them now because I know them. Are fake, phony people. Back then, yeah, right. people like Robin, people like Little John, are That's as true. real as they get, and, they, and mm-hmm. as cool as they get, and, and it, it's, generous too. Yeah. He's a guy who, you know, he'll buy the whole roundabout, and uh, he'll buy the whole bar, you know, around, which is really cool. That's how he is. Um, yeah, he's always been like that. He's, he's just, they're spectacular. They're I great. talked to Robin Swoboda the other night. And one of the last things she says to me is, your wife is so beautiful. And she didn't have to do that. And little John, as soon as he sees my daughter, goes right up to her and gives her a big hug and says, oh, my God, you've gotten so big. And and spends time talking to her. And that's that's how genuine those people are. And I I love that. Yeah, No, that's true. But you know what? That's local celebrities. It's exactly how it is. You know, Amen. and like you had said about an autograph, you know, I've signed autographs on napkins and paper plates. <laughs> yeah, <absolutely. laughs> I, I don't know where those ended up. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to being the Roman restaurant reporter. That's but right. then again, you know what? My my broadcasting school is the Mike Trimisano School of Broadcasting. Absolutely. So I, you know, I drove past Ohio School of Broadcasting, and I had told you last week I went to Kent for five minutes, and now I'm in it, which is really cool. So yeah. I appreciate you guys. It's my Appreciate crazy you. personality that got me here, which Absolutely. is really nice. So, well, Tessers looked great. I appreciate it, Tony. As usual. Guys, again, you can hear me live on Saturday mornings on Flashpoint 1490 WERE between 10 o'clock and 11. And I did not forget about this. We are going to be at a Moonshine Distillery, which is in Monroe Falls. I'm working out this. Uh, this actually, what we can do, because they're only open a couple days out of the week, but I'm going to make sure that we do a broadcast there, which will be really cool. So, well, let's not hey guys, forget... Let's not forget to do the Indian restaurant for uh, Jim and Sandy. Yes, absolutely. We'll do that, too. Now, that's funny. And I've got a couple of them. There's some good ones. And I'm also looking forward to doing a night with Robert Sirvota, which will be really cool. She wants to oh do my that. God, it's going to be fun. That'll be Yeah, good. it'll be fun. Hey, guys, real quick, let me leave you with this. So there's always a national something day, a national pizza day, a national bagel day, a national ice cream day. On 365 days of the calendar. Well, July 31st was National Orgasm Day. Yes. I think they're just pretending it was. Tony Masaccio reporting live. At Teshner's in Richfield. Everybody knows Tony for the Seth Williams Show. Back to you in the studio, guys. Thanks, Tony. I missed it again. That's like a lot of years in a row I missed uh, that day. How does he tell that story booming like he is in the restaurant? <laughs> no shame. No, because he's not, you know, he's talking loud to be louder than the, the clanking yeah. of the plate. So he's like, it's National Orgasm Day. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Good on him. Tony rules. Yeah. Did you miss that day? I, I didn't miss um, acting on it, no. <laughs> 
Oh, man. I shared my appreciation once or twice on... What was that? (laughs) National Orgasm Day? In fact, I celebrate it every day. There you go. That's Twitter, not X. Yeah, come on. (laughs) Did you see that they changed on Twitter? I don't know if you're a Twitter guy at all, but they... I have. I'm not, but I do it for the show. He changed the button at least on the website from saying tweet to saying post. Yes, I noticed that today. Yeah, that's not he's I don't know what his what his deal was against the bird, but boy, he's getting rid of that in a hurry, isn't he? He went all out. He went yeah. all out against the, the Twitter because yeah, I did notice that this morning. I was posting some stuff on for the show. And I it was like, no, it's his post. <laughs> to yeah. say tweet anymore. It is officially not Twitter anymore. No, it's X. But what's the actual like address that you put in now? Do you still put in Twitter.com or do you put you can in put X.com too, I think. Let me look. Dude, if I put in X.com and I get a virus, I'm gonna be really no, pissed. I, I'm pretty sure it's X.com. He I'm pretty sure he owns it. Yeah, X.com goes to Twitter. Because mine just autofills with some stuff after that. Yeah, of course yours goes to X videos or whatever. <laughs> Mine does too uh, on most computers, but not this work computer. Not the work computer? No. Not the work computer. <laughs> yeah, not the work computer for me either. <laughs> I have to admit, though, I'm going to say this. I hope nobody, I hope Robin's not listening anymore. Um, like back in the day, yeah. like when I started in radio, mm-hmm. I, you know, and the internet was fairly new. It was like, what, 98 that I started sure. in radio. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what was really around. You still dial up in a lot of places. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I got up to the radio station and I was working overnight. So there right. was nobody there but me. And we had a computer. And now I had, again, like AOL, you just heard the thing sure. at home. So having an internet at the radio station, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Yeah. And then one of the guys that I worked with, Produce Mornings, said, you got to check out this website. And it showed me my first ever introduction to a pornographic website. Okay. Your sound went out. Are you kidding me? Your sound just took a shit. <laughs> Unbelievable. Your sound just died. Go out, come back in. All right, and there goes Seth. <laughs> it might be a short show today. Who knows? Oh, the tech, the tech stuff. It seems like Seth has the tech stuff right at the end of the show. Every single, every single show. Let's see if he's back. Oh. <laughs> nope. No sound. Your sound went to shit. Oh my god. No, it's there's nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> I'm looking. Your your mic is on. It says your mic's on. I don't know what's going on here. Jeez, oh man. Yeah, it just dumped out. That's bizarre. But oh well. Well, let's see what he's texting me here. I'm sure he's texting me right now. It's. <laughs> I agree, Seth. Um, uh, that's gonna do it. I think for this this edition, we're gonna cut out ten minutes early. Whatever. There's no there's no use in me trying to fill here. And there's no use with Seth trying to mime here, you know. So we're we're just we're just gonna end. It's been a great show. We don't need to do anything else. Um, thanks once again to the great 
Robin Swoboda for jumping onto the show. That was beyond excellent to have a have an icon like that on the show. Thanks, of course, to Tony. Uh, on Monday we will be back. Uh, Seth, shake your head yes or no. We're gonna have we're gonna have somebody from somewhere talking about issue one again, right? On Monday, and we will um, we're gonna have a band and. I suck, but I can't remember their name. But it's made up of all um, military guys, all military veterans that do kind of a Nirvana type of a deal. So we'll have them on as well to do that. And that's that. So for Seth, it's me, Chris Aiken, and we will see you guys on Monday. Make sure you check out the show every day at thesethwilliamshow.com. And um, if you ever miss an episode of the show either monday or wednesday make sure tuesday thursday friday saturday sunday you go at 4 p.m eastern to cmstv.net and you can catch the show again all right so that is gonna do it and we are out we will see you later peace